This is Game Theory, our podcast about competition, strategy, and decision-making, hosted by me, Nick Andrews, and my brother, Chris. In this episode, an emergency podcast for a real-life NFL prisoner's dilemma. Imagine you're sitting down to watch the final Sunday night football game of the year. Carrie Underwood sings that silly song, and the game begins. Then, for two and a half hours, Justin Herbert, the quarterback of the Los Angeles Chargers, and Derek Carr, the quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders, take turns taking a knee. Both teams intentionally tie the game so they can both get into the NFL playoffs. Possible? No, not really. The NFL has rules against such things. However, we find ourselves in a bizarre situation where it's possible that competition doesn't matter and that each team should agree to tie. A real live prisoner's dilemma in the NFL. Why it will never work. And why it's always better to try to win. And welcome to another episode of Game Theory, your show about strategy, decision makers, decision making, competition, and the like. First of all, Chris, welcome to the show. Uh, I want to thank everybody who joined us for our inaugural year. We started in April of 2021 and have way more subscribers and listeners than I thought we'd ever have, which is not to say that you know we're, this isn't exactly a profitable venture for us, but a lot of people hanging out with us, and that's pretty fun. Yeah, great to be here with everybody. First episode of the new year and this one's going to be pretty exciting and interesting we weren't really planning on doing this but circumstances have arisen that compelled us to share with you our friends and listeners uh, some exciting <laughs> yeah. nfl news uh, so you can get ready for the playoff picture would you call this an emergency math podcast this is an emergency math podcast I can think of no greater math emergency than what we're about to talk <laughs> than about Than the NFL playoffs. But before we get to that, I want to talk about what we have planned in the new year. There are two things that we've been kind of tiptoeing around because we're not professionals and we're also scared of the woke mob and the angry mob and the snowflake mob and all the mobs out there. Um, but we're going to, it's time to sack up and do it. We, we are going to talk about vaccinations and we're going to talk about um, climate change because... We're humans, and those affect humans. So we're going to get to that later this year. We also have a, a bunch of other fun stuff planned. We're going to finally get into poker and how poker and chess are, in my opinion, the two games that kind of encompass all game theory decision-making, and we'll do other stuff. We're also going to follow up with some people. March Madness is coming down the pike and how seeding and anchoring and all of that stuff works. So it's going to be a great year. If you like it, we would appreciate you to... Uh, review it on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. And unless you don't think it's a five-star podcast, you can give us four. No one's going to get mad. If you give us a five-star rating and review, we will read it word for word on our on our show. Probably. No promises. Um, it's also available on YouTube if you want to see our faces. I don't know why that would be the case, but it's possible. <laughs> you, you, you're absolutely invited to do that. Okay, Chris. So I was traveling over the weekend, and you and I finally got to watch football together, and we got into a fun debate about opting out in college football. We'll get to that one of these days, I'm, I'm sure, as well. But we were watching the Lions, and the Lions lose, and we're looking at the NFL playoff picture, and something really crazy happened, and that is that if something happens on Sunday, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers, who are playing a game and are division rivals, could be in a situation where it would benefit both parties to intentionally tie the game. Yeah, this is a really weird scenario where the NFL 
probably is kind of excited that there's this much drama this late in the season. Mm-hmm. You know, th- that's kind of the reason they added this extra game is so they get more eyes on more TVs later in the year or I guess early in the calendar year uh, it, instead of having the playoff picture cleared up weeks ago. You know, for for our our favorite team, the Lions, they've known their fate for several weeks. It was like three weeks ago. <laughs> they had uh, literally one in a trillion odds of getting in. They had to but it have wasn't like impossible. thousands of things happen. Yeah, yes. it, was, it was theoretically not impossible. <laughs> yeah. But it was basically impossible. But now we have a situation where the NFL has kind of played itself. And with all this extra drama and all the uh, results panning out the way they have it leading into the final week of the season, we have a scenario where it actually behooves two teams to, am I understanding this right, not compete not to compete. That is correct. So here's here's the situation, and this is why things matter. We see this in the English Premier League on Championship Sunday. Um, the Premier League has a very similar situation where, depending on how points work, and we're, we're going to get into the point thing with the NHL versus the Premier League versus 1.3 points and 2 points for a win. But the Premier League makes every single team on the final day, and I think for two weeks in a row, they will play every game at the same time on the same day. So the teams cannot know what's going on. Fans can know what's going on, but like there are rules that they can't broadcast it in things so that teams will be like, oh, well, they lost. We just have to tie. Let's stop trying. Um, so that, and the NFL does the exact same thing. However, the NFL, unlike the Premier League, is built around making money. Money. And people make money. <laughs> and they money do that spectacularly well. Unbelievably well. And to make money, you play games at night. So they have to play a game at night, which means that Heading into that game, those teams will know what their situation is. Now, let's break down the situation, okay? Because this is not the first time this has happened. This happened five years ago to the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. What's on the line is a playoff spot. There are seven playoff spots. The number one playoff team gets a bye, which means they don't have to play. That's locked up in terms of, well, it's not locked up, but it's not Vegas or Los Angeles. They're not going to be that team. This is what's on the line. A playoff spot. They're not going to win their division, which means the game won't be at home. So there's no real difference in being a six seed or seven seed. You got to go on the road, and you don't know who's going to be the six, the the two three seed or the three seed. So you don't know where you're going. It's could, it could be Buffalo or New England, which would suck. It could be Kansas City, which would also suck. You know, it could be a dome. Like nobody knows where exactly it's it's going to be. So here's the scenario, Chris. The first thing that needs to happen is not going to happen. The Colts losing to Jacksonville, who is the one of the better teams in the NFL, playing one of the worst teams in the NFL. But the weird part of that is they haven't beaten Jacksonville in Jacksonville since 2014. Ooh. Wait, is that true? Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. It was the only it was Jacksonville's only team? win last year was beating the Colts at home. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So we're not out of this. If Carson Wentz is the quarterback, we are not. They're not out of the woods, but they're sort of out of the woods. Well, and, and for, for the record, for those of you who are not NFL football fans. Uh, the, the way the schedule works for these teams is they're in divisions of four teams apiece. Right. And every team plays every team throughout a couple of years in the season, but obviously there's not enough teams for every team to play every team every year. So the divisional opponents play each other every year. Yep. And the Colts and Jaguars join uh, Tennessee and uh, who's, who's the other one? In the <coughs> oh, I love this game. Houston. Houston, Houston. Yeah. I always forget about Houston because they're not very good either. So <laughs> bad, Indianapolis, bad. Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Houston are yep. in the NFC South. So the Colts play the Jaguars AFC twice South. a year. They go to Jacksonville every season. Yeah, uh, twice a year. They, they play a home and home. It's the AFC South. Don't want the football people getting mad at you. But yes, so they, they'll play a home Sorry. and home every year. And the NFL, by NFL rule, me they force, because of this exact, you know, uh, drama that they want at the end of the season. The NFL makes every team end the season with one of their rivals, which makes sense. I mean, it might as well be fun. They don't want random teams playing at the end. 
So they play every year, which means that that's like six or seven straight road losses for the Colts to the Jaguars. And the Jaguars there were good a couple times. They almost won the Super Bowl in 2017. They got screwed by the refs more than anyone has ever gotten screwed by the refs in the NFL. For real. You well, I don't know. That one pass interference non-call would probably have something to say about that. That was. And the whole and the Detroit Lions franchise. Detroit Lions Kidding franchise, me? true. But the, 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 the NFL literally handed a Super Bowl trip, took it from the Jags, and handed it to the Patriots. Alas, so this is the situation. The this And this is why the prisoner's dilemma is weird. Because in a vacuum, this is just a very basic prisoner's dilemma. Which, hey, buddy, let's, I, you know, like, let's not do this. Let's not fight amongst ourselves. Let's shut up. Snitches get stitches. Let's just get out of this together if we both just shut up. Uh, but the re- that doesn't work in this scenario because you can never trust your opponent. They're your opponent. You can't trust so, your opponent. So wait, I, don't, I don't know if we've actually, actually said again. So, so here's a tweet from... Adam Beasley. Yeah. Adam Beasley tweeted, here's something totally bonkers. If the Colts lose to the Jaguars Sunday, the Raiders and Chargers would both get into the playoffs with a tie. Literally, there would be no motivation for either team to do anything other than kneel it out 15 times each. Right, which is not true. How is that not true, Nick? So because the, the facts I are can true. see the standings right here, and well, okay, so he's the- right. The end, his conclusion of there would be no motivation to do anything other than tie. That's not true. It's ah, true that right, they would get in down. with a tie. They, there is tons of motivation, and let's get into that. The first thing to understand is that the, the stakes are not equal here, which makes this kind of weird. Vegas has many avenues to get into the playoffs. Los Angeles has one. Los Angeles they needs only to get in with a tie? Win or tie. Oh, so, so they have two. Uh, right. So if, if Los Angeles wins or ties, they're in. Vegas okay. has a uh, has a path to get to the play to the playoffs if they lose. Interesting. Ah, so for Los Angeles, you cannot risk this, right? Wait, wait, yeah. So so L. A. losing you're out no matter what, even if the Colts lose to Jacksonville. Correct. So here's the playoff scenario as it stands. This is according to the NFL.com, which is probably more important than the weird New York Times simulator that exists. And the fact that they have an NFL playoff simulator is kind of weird and off-brand for them. Okay. I, just, <laughs> I, I know. It's all about money at a certain Washington point. Washington Post reports sports sometimes, too. It's I like, know. Man, they don't report I, sports. I, they report scandals. It just happens to be in sports teams. Yeah, they, they report Washington, D.C. things like <laughs> changing names. and uh, Or like weather. the airport shutting down, right, Chris? How's that? Oh, my. Okay. okay. Yeah. Look, for, for the nation's capital to be literally <laughs> paralyzed by water falling from the sky. Yeah. As if it didn't happen on a year-to-year basis. Like, if only there was some way to predict that this would happen. I know. And then everyone's going to go, climate change, climate change. We'll talk about it in our climate change episode. Today was probably supposed to be pretty warm, but... Probably. I, uh, yeah, so what we're talking about, Chris has flight canceled because the only airport in the country that shut down due to snow was, it was a DCA. Unbelievable. Anyway, let's get to the playoff scenarios. Here are the scenarios for the Los Angeles Chargers. You are in the playoffs with a win or a tie. Straightforward. Vegas... You're in with a win, or you're in with a tie and an Indianapolis loss, or you're in with an Indianapolis loss and a Pittsburgh loss or tie. So that means they don't need to win and they don't need to tie. If Indianapolis wow. loses, Vegas is in. Period. Okay, so so Indianapolis loses, Vegas is in. All of a sudden, that introduces a new opportunity for them to cooperate. Correct with Chargers. Yes. So this, this is where this gets weird because, and this is where the NFL is in deep shit because they're playing the Indianapolis and Jacksonville game 
at 1 p.m., right? Mm. Mm. So that means when the kickoff, and I believe that Vegas and LAC has been flexed to the primetime game because it's the game that's got the most on the line, and it's going to be the best, and those two stadiums are gorgeous. I don't know where it is. It doesn't really matter. Uh, when, you, when, you, when you say flexed to the primetime game, uh, for non-NFL fans mm-hmm. out there, that means the game was previously scheduled at a different time slot. Correct. And then they said, this one's really important. We're going to get a lot of eyeballs. Let's move it to the most watched primetime late night spot. Correct. And so there are some other, uh, there are other elements to that. So it's most watched. It's also the one where you would want collusion the least. But now they're in a catch-22 because kind of theoretically, they should play this game first, right? Because now, they you, can avoid so, this. So you mentioned collusion. Yes. I, I don't know what would stop the Vegas front office from saying, hey, LA Chargers, we know the results of the game. We know the Colts lost. We're in the playoffs. Do you guys want to get into the playoffs too? If so, we'll either tank or just try to tie and have okay. a fun little tie contest. Yes, so this is from Mike Florio at ProFootballTalk.com. Mike Florio is a lawyer. His football takes are trash, but... His lawyer takes are great. Anytime there's like a, any sort of union issue, all the vaccine stuff, all of the CBA stuff, he is the best at this. He gets into the deep dive stuff and he just calls people on their shit. So he knows He's a contracts. non-football football guy. Yeah, exactly. He's a nerd. He was in a law firm, in a very successful law firm in West Virginia for years. And then he just started a blog and the blog got millions and millions of views. And then he cashed out and he still runs the blog. So anytime this exact kind of thing happens, he gets into it. So this is what Florio wrote on his blog. Uh... The title of the blog is, there's one way that a Chargers Raider tie gets both teams into the playoffs, but he says right here, don't expect any type of deal between the two teams that would entail 70 minutes worth of victory formation in a tie. Quote, the league office prohibits such efforts to undermine the integrity of the game, and there surely would be hell to pay if it looked like the teams deemed to be colluding to ensure a playoff appearance. The commissioner's powers in that regard presumably would include imposing a double forfeit, which would keep both of them out of the postseason, which is not true. Also, by the way, because right, you just said it. that if the Chargers or if the Raiders lose, they're still in. If well, and we'll know all of this is irrelevant if the Colts win, mm. because if the Colts win, Vegas can do whatever they want, and that's another thing that makes this actually, in my opinion, makes it even worse. Because this is what's going to happen: if the Colts win, Vegas isn't playing anybody relevant. They're going to sit people, which Interesting. is. Co- which is weird because so this is this is the other part of this that makes it kind of a fun game theory aspect, Chris. The teams are rivals theoretically. They're in the division, and NFL players will tell you that there's no real rivals in the NFL, which is true and also bullshit. Like who knows? Like it's not the same as college, but also they probably hate other groups more. The Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Broncos hate each other. I think all of them th- look at the Chargers as like, oh, you guys are fun. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's those powder blue uniforms. How can you have animosity? They're so attractive. I love their powder. It's their their off white helmets too. God. Well, they even they even got rid. They they started wearing like bright yellow pants, and I, Ooh, I'm not talking gross. like you yeah. know sensible khaki ish looking. I'm talking like they're wearing Crayola yellow pants. They look to me and like a Marvel even those football look team. Good. I, I, do. I don't I don't understand how they've managed to do it, but I, 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 you're right. I mean, these guys are all professional ball players, right? You know, quote unquote rivalries. I mean, I think I think that's more of something for like the fans to drum up and and whatever. And yeah, you know, obviously there are occasionally fans who take things too far, but you know, at the end of the day, they're professionals who are doing a job, and they don't have the same kind of emotional attachments they do in college. So this end of the year rivalry thing really has more to do with the playoffs and getting eyeballs on TVs and getting tookuses in seats at stadiums 
for the NFL than it is about, you know, creating a sense of uh, drama for, you know, the game itself. Right. So, okay. So let, we, we're, all of this is operating under the impression that the Colts lose. Like that's the, the fun, you know, the, 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 the suspension of disbelief for our episode. Now, it depends what you want for the Raiders because it, this, is, this is a very interesting situation with their head coach got, uh, he resigned in shame for some crazy stuff that he said years ago in emails, very bigoted, sexist, racist, basically anything that you can think of. Targeted well, and everybody. it wasn't it wasn't even that long ago. I mean, he kind of doubled right. down on it. He, like he is who he is. It yep. wasn't like a one time mistake. With where uh, my my favorite thing is when celebrities or pro sports, you know, athletes, coaches, whomever, get caught up in this kind of stuff, and they say that's not who I am. Yeah. Well, okay, but it is who you are. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. what it's what you like. You did it, and then you know, to I don't want to credit Gruden with anything for this, right? But he was at least consistent in just continuing uh to be <laughs> yeah. a turd he is who he it. is and, and so who he is is not a very good person and <laughs> weirdly he wasn't that good of a football coach either um so his replacement the interim head coach rich basaccia uh has the raiders in a situation where they're about to make the playoffs and rich basaccia who is i believe i think he uh has some sort of like path through the nfl that includes diversity this is a big deal for him because he's when you're an interim head coach it's usually because the coach got fired because they suck this is not that. They don't suck. And he has an opportunity to prove himself as a head coach. If you get the Raiders through all of this crap, and by the way, the Raiders had another scandal where their second or third best player went to prison for vehicular manslaughter. And like they're, yeah. they're fighting through some adversity, and he's got them in the playoffs. This is a big deal for him. So winning this last game and getting to 10 wins would be a big deal for him. But also, this is where the rivalry stuff comes in. Games are not games. This is not a, 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 The pro problem with the prisoner's dilemma is it assumes that the prisoners don't know each other. If you have the opportunity to screw your buddy and take their money, and that's what you want, roll over on him. Don't cooperate. Yeah, it's it, well, it's it's hard for me to imagine. Like, okay, so say this was a crazy, bizarro scenario, and the Packers were somehow in this situation with the Bears. Right. Well, so they were. Those they were. were. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to that. that. Yeah. Uh, but the Bears-Packers are classic NFC cold weather Midwest football rivalry that that goes back to the days where like it was actually. You know, it, 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 there was an actual sense of animosity there between players on the organizations. And then earlier this season, Aaron Rodgers told the entire city of Chicago that he owns them. Hilariously. Uh, and he's right, and that makes it hurt even worse. So, like, there's a, there's a real kind of fire in the belly there. If it were those two teams going at it, I would say, well, yeah, no, I mean, the rivalry between the organizations would prevent them from doing any kind of cooperating. The Packers want to beat the Bears, and the Bears want to beat the Packers. Right. That's exactly true. And this happened. We, we mentioned at the top, this happened back in 2016. The scenario was very similar where the Lions and the Packers had similar records. The winner of the game wins the division. But if the Packers win the division, the Lions are still in. That means that with a tie, they're both in and the Lions win the division. So they don't benefit equally. The Lions would have benefited more, but the Packers would avoid defeat, which is important. And that scenario uh, ended up, that's, that's a scenario that happened at kickoff. So at kickoff, it was both, it was the exact same situation we have here where they were waiting on something else to happen. And then at the kickoff of this game, they both benefited from a tie. They didn't benefit mutually, but they both benefited. Before the earlier game happened, they both benefited from a tie more than a loss. So they were, the NFL was in the exact same scenario. But at that point, the thing that had to happen was a tie. So I remember very clearly if Washington and the New York Giants tied, then Green Bay and Detroit should have tied. 
that was what everyone was. It was really kind of a weird, weird thing. So if Detroit wins, they win the division. If the Packers win, they win the division. But if Detroit loses, they're also in the playoffs. And at that point in time, the only thing to do is to try to win the game because you benefit more. Here, the reason that this is a really crazy game theory scenario is you don't benefit more from a win than a tie. Neither of them do, which is really kind of strange. Yeah, that's that's really I so I I mean, let's step back from the playoff scenarios yeah. and let's step back from 2016 and forget the NFL teams and franchises and players and whomever. If you're a pro sports organization, mm. from a game theory perspective, what's to stop you and all of your other teams getting together and saying, "Well, let's all just tie every game and then get to the end of the season and like play one or two and see who gets in." Yeah, I uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you on that. I think so. The, this is the the weird part of this is that it's it doesn't really matter to the league at the end of the day as long as there's drama. I I kind of want to debut a theory. I mean, I've been saying it on the show the multi sum game. There, this is the point of this is a business. It's to make money. People watch. Who cares? Yeah, that's true. I mean, you, you get money from advertisers, right? You get money from television contracts. I mean, uh-huh. that, that's where that's where the business end of this of this profits. But if, if, if I'm a pro ball player, yeah, I've worked super, super hard to get where I am. Like I've, I've both hit the talent lottery. Cause you, you cannot be an NFL player without crazy talent. That's just like, you're born with it. Right. You know, every one of those players works super, super hard to get where they are for sure. But they also have a great foundation to build it on. I mean, how many thousands of athletes are there in the country every year that dream of being in the, in the NFL? And then there's like, not that many who are actually professional athletes. Yes. All right. So you got to work really hard to get there. If I've spent all this time in my youth, in my early days, working through college, through our crazy, you know, monetized college football system, trying to get looks from scouts and trying to get drafted and trying to walk on and trying to get picked up by teams without being drafted and all this kind of stuff. That's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of effort. If I have all that going for me, I'm not really interested in whether I would benefit from a tie. Yeah. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to try to impose my will on some other guy across from me and try to beat them because I want to play the game of football. Yes, that's tr- and that's true from kickoff. But the other thing is that, and this is where the game theory element comes in where it's a true prisoner's dilemma, is because if you at- if this is a 70-minute scenario we're discussing of having to tie, it would be theoretically just lining up and taking knees or spiking it or whatever, just taking knees, whatever. Every single time you do that, you're vulnerable to your opponent being like, ha, JK, we're going to go for it, which is the prisoner's dilemma. Because if you don't snitch and then they snitch on you, it doesn't matter that you, you didn't snitch. They snitched. So there's never a scenario where you should take a knee or you should allow your opponent to take a knee and think that the game is over. You would still have to play defense on the knee because there's no chance you can trust your opponent because they still also benefit from a win and you're vulnerable by thinking you're going to tie. It's always better to roll over on your prisoner. Always. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, we're coming back to this this Nash equilibrium where mm-hmm. in a choice in this in our binary four, two by two grid with four options, you know, it's it's always better it's the more rational thing to do to not cooperate, rat out the prisoner, compete hard to try to win the football game because you're exactly right. You leave yourself open to a sucker's payoff. Right. If the if the Raiders go out there and through some act of insane stupidity decide, okay, LA, we're going to go ahead and kneel it down right here. 
there's nothing stopping LA from saying, okay, we'll take the free drive yep. and just run it down the field and score a touchdown and get, go out to an early lead. There, there's no reason for them to think that that won't happen. And this is even a little bit different from, we've, we've talked about in the past several times where the the duration of the competition can be can have a yes. bounding effect and change the game theory motivation. If you know when a contest is going to end, then it actually behooves you to stop cooperating the second you know that because, well, your opponent could just stop cooperating a step earlier and a step earlier and a step earlier and a step earlier because they know when the end date is going to be. And that's not true for situations like the economy where we benefit from co- from coordinating with each other because we don't know when the economy it's sustained. is sustained. Yes, exactly. Yes, you're you're 100% right. It's sustained indefinitely. Uh, but this is even different from that because, of course, football has rules for how long the game is going to be. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, you have the competitive biases of the players. You have the legal incentives because the NFL would cause them to forfeit. So I think that's a pretty powerful motivator. True. But you're also exactly right. The competitive aspect of the game, the the nature of the game is such that if you try to cooperate with somebody who has the opportunity and the capability to just beat you based on that, then you're nothing but vulnerable and you stand to lose a whole lot more than you do from this theoretical, this tantalizing scenario where you both win. Right. And so, okay, so let, let, let's go a little bit deeper because it's a, you're 100% right. And this is why chess is kind of strange as a, as a thing because you can't just try to win because white has such an intense advantage by going first. When you're black, you're kind of just trying to stay alive. And if you end up winning, it happens. At the super GM level, if you end up winning, like, holy shit, that's incredible. But most likely, you're just trying to survive because you didn't get to go first. When you're white, you're ultra aggressive because this is your chance to score a point. It's sort of like being serving in tennis. Like, we serve first and that's your time to score. In this scenario, it's a little different. Because if the Raiders know that they're in after a Colts loss, they're in a they're in a, a weird bind because they should theoretically, if the goal is to win the Super Bowl or for Rich Basaccia to keep his head coaching job or Derek Carr to get paid a lot of money, they should probably rest guys. But by doing that, they're kind of colluding in a strange way. So was it smarter to try to win the game and risk injury for their best players? Or is it smarter to kind of allow their rival to sneak into the playoffs because they're gonna sit their only players that can win? Now everybody is on the same page with this. It's better to rest your players. The only person who isn't is Bill Belichick, which he just does whatever he wants and he has the opportunity to do whatever he wants. Well, I don't, okay, so, so that's, that's something I don't, I don't really understand. So Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. who has won, I don't know, a thousand Super Bowls. Correct. And whose team is currently in control of the AFC East. Uh, second place, but yes, they could win it still. Okay, so they, so they're they're in a position where they could win the AFC East. They could win the division again. He's probably the best the, coach of any sport of all time. Yes, right. So he's the only guy who thinks you shouldn't rest your players, and everyone else says you should rest your players. And his results are so much better. Hmm. He's in a fun yeah, dilemma this is, too. This is like this is like that. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Jeopardy guy, James Holtower. Oh yeah. Okay, James Holtower changed the way that people should play the game. He hunts for daily doubles. He goes for the big money first. He bets right. huge whenever he gets a daily double. I mean, obviously, he's a brilliant, you know, he, he knows a ton of stuff and plays the game really well, but he also, like, plays the game within the game. I don't understand how that's not, like, standard play. 
Yeah. How is it that nobody else has managed to figure that out? How is it that everybody in the NFL thinks it's a good idea to rest your players? And then here's Bill Belichick winning Super Bowl after Super Bowl mm -hmm. by not resting his players. I, I will answer that for you. It's twofold. On one hand, Bill Belichick, by winning three Super Bowls in four years in his first like six years as head coach, earned himself the ability to do literally whatever the hell he wants. So it doesn't matter. If like Tom Brady were to get hurt and their playoff chances were ruined, no one would care. Cause like, well, Belichick Tom Brady left Belichick. the team. Yes, well, that was back then. So now he's kind of operating, and that's the whole fun NFL storyline, and this is not a sports podcast. But thing number two is that other teams have gotten screwed uh, by not doing that. Famously, Derek Carr broke his leg on the one of the last plays of the game. He, it wasn't a situation where he they were in a, a place to rest players, but it was very much a situation where, like, wow, now this game is irrelevant. They don't have Derek Carr. Who cares? Like, And they got crushed by Houston, who sucked. So it didn't even matter that they didn't have Derek Carr. So like, everyone is kind of in agreement that resting your players is beneficial. Belichick is so above the game, he can do whatever he wants. So if he says we're playing our players, we're playing our players. Like, it doesn't... He's in a completely different stratosphere. He's almost... There are a couple of people in sports and in games and stuff that are unanalyzable. Like, he can do whatever he wants. He, he has full reign. It's crazy, because... So the the thing that allows him to do the thing that makes him more successful is the fact that he's already been successful. Correct. He's he's like uh, Bill Belichick is the Isle of Tortuga. Yeah, exactly. You, you can, can only, only get there if you've already been there. Correct. That's exactly right. So we're gonna wrap up with this this little caveat, um, it, it, kind of a tale of something interesting that happened last year. So last year on the last game of the year the Washington football team, if they win their last game of the year, they win their division. Now that division, the team that got in Washington had like seven wins. It was a, an abomination of football. But they were playing the Eagles, who were one of the worst teams in the NFL. And the Eagles, they went from some drafting around 10th to drafting 6th or 5th if they lose. The Eagles tanked it on purpose, which is collusion. And the NFL investigated, and it was a whole thing. And everyone was, So what they ended up doing was they had a starting quarterback who was... Not a great quarterback. He was a rookie last year, but he was clearly their better option. He was not playing well, and they benched him for a third stringer who is, should not be on a roster. They also had an NFL starter, who, by the way, is now the starter of the Colts, and they just didn't dress him because they hate him. <laughs> they hated and each other. And he's terrible and, and annoying and not a very good person. Uh, <laughs> and it's just my opinion. And uh, so they, they, they have their backup playing. Their starter is not dressed. Their backup is playing, and they benched their starter because they, quote, wanted to get a look at him. Bullshit. They tanked to get a better draft pick, and this is what's really fun. Washington gets into the playoffs because of this. Instead of the New York Giants, they drop 20 spots in the NFL draft for that. The Eagles go up four or five spots. They then turn that pick via trades into two other first-round picks, and with the pick that they took, took one of the five or six best players uh, in the draft class in, in their wide receiver. They now have three first-round picks in this draft. So they purposely did the opposite. They cooperated with the, with the Washington football team. They were like, you know what? It's yours. But what was at but their benefit from a loss was so much greater than their benefit from a win, and that caused, and it hasn't been addressed, that caused an enormous shit show for the NFL because tanking, Every sport has put in tanking safeguards. The NHL, the NBA, the MLB are doing lotteries, and people are like really, really upset about tanking because it's just integrity of the game kind of stuff. And you still have to play hard. And tanking is not usually a coaching decision. It's usually a front office decision. The players play hard, but what happens in tanking is you take someone in power, decides who's playing, and those players play hard. But when you have the ability to decide who's playing, you can manipulate the outcome. And like that game, it was an abomination. It was the Sunday night football game because Washington had the most to gain. Like this gets some drama. And people on the internet and people watching it were like, this is crazy what they're doing. The Eagles are purposely running and going three and out with a third string trash quarterback. They're trying 
to lose the game. They're not trying to win. And like teammates and players, the Eagles players were infuriated by this. Everybody knew what was going on. They purposely lost. They lost on purpose. And now they benefited enormously from it. Yep. They're now one of the teams in the AFC or NFC East. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, well, they're in the playoffs this year. They're in the playoffs. All you got to do is put yourself in a position to compete. We hope you enjoyed our emergency math podcast. Like, rate, review, subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, Vaccines, climate change, poker, all coming this year. I think, Chris, we have 100 and something subscribers on Spotify. We get to 200 before, I don't know, Valentine's Day. We'll start doing this every week. We can guarantee a weekly podcast. We get the 200 followers. We'll get there for you guys. Uh, Chris, my luggage is still in Dallas. And you asked me if I was ever in Dallas on my trip home. Hey, were you ever in Dallas on your trip home? I was not. I was in Charlotte. So that's really fun for me. I'll be dealing with that all day. Welcome to 2022, Chris. Uh, It's going to be an exciting year, buddy. It's going to be a heck of a year. More games, more theories. 